Hi there, welcome to Leftovers. I'm just putting this uh, quick um, audio in front of the episode I've just recorded, just simply because the episode runs much longer than I expected. It's up to 40, 40 odd minutes. Um, it is a research episode where I'm looking up um, financial institutions live uh, without knowing at the time. Now, of course, I know what, what happened. So please listen if you're interested. Um, put it on while you're doing something else. Um, and, and it's just finding research and their shareholding. There's no long discussion on any specific topic. Uh, I mean, although, of course, being the talking head that I am, there is definitely some uh, some chatter in, the, in amongst it. But the um, majority of it is just the looking up the financial institutions. I just want, excuse me, I just wanted to drop that before you watch the whole episode or listen, watch, listen to the whole episode. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to Leftovers. Well, I promised that today would be a, or this week would be a short podcast um, and a live research project. I've done absolutely no homework on this episode, just simply because I'm curious myself. So how did we get here? Um, first of all, I was reading a book um, about the historic history in the United States of the Federal Reserve and realized that it wasn't a sort of uh, an entity that's run and responsible to the people of America. So although there is a government, uh, what do you call it, a board of trustees or governors, whatever you call them, uh, that are that are placed there by an elected officials, um, it was actually founded by two or three bankers. Uh, I'm not going to bring up the names because... I'm not, you know, I'm not about that at this point. Um, however, in my research here, I don't know what I'm coming up against. So I hope that doesn't come back to bite me. Um, and I found that quite fascinating that uh, like the, 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 the mint in the United States, which is government owned. Um, but the Federal Reserve, which dictates so much about United States, and because the United States is the leading superpower um, that we all look to for guidance, etc., on everything from democracy to money to what's right and wrong, etc., etc. Well, okay, yeah, yeah. So you know, I know what you're thinking. I don't mean it in the literal like that. It was from one of the Ten Commandments: uh, "You must believe what America tells you." <laughs> no, I don't mean it like that. Um, but you, you sort of get what I mean. Um, I, I grew up, my father was the biggest America fan. Uh, and most of my life, I always thought, oh, I'd love to go and live there. Wow, sort of the big country, so much to offer, the great music and the just, I, I was a, a huge fan of America. And in a way, that's why I ended up working for the Bernie Sanders campaign in 2016 in Europe and 2020 again in Europe where I volunteered um, and helped Americans. And truth to be told, it was uh, there was a, a group, I just forget the name now, called Democracy 
something about democracy and, the, and they're the sort of the organization that ha- helps democratic voters who are democratic parties you know supporters across the world get their votes in etc cetera, etc cetera. Uh, i can't remember the name of the organization exactly but i volunteered for them to help bernie sanders who was uh, an independent that was what they call sort of caucusing with the democrats and uh, and we went through the whole election together on this very podcast where we found out how these sort of states vote and how the weighting of the different states vote and the shock of realizing that it's not a situation where every person's vote counts. Some are more important than others. And that is just in principle quite, was quite a wake up call. And then the, on both occasions, seeing how the carpet was pulled out from underneath him made me quite skeptical and sort of lost my way in terms of politics a little bit in the sense that I, what I believed in didn't materialize, um, that everybody, anyway, I don't want to go into that, but that's where I came from. Uh, it was heartbreaking. And, um, okay, where does this get me now? Uh, I've sort of strayed off the topic here, but anyway, finding out about the fed was, was a little bit of a shock. And anyway, I've been renting or borrowing library books from the library, the local library, because uh, I still think people should read, um, even if you can. What look at it on your phone, on or on a uh, like an Amazon reader or whatever these things are called. Great, fine if it's uh, if that's your call. But an old school book where you hold it, feel it, smell the paper, etc., and that you switch off from the sort of electrical side of things. Not not only for your health and your sanity, um, but also it's good for your brain skills, your reading skills, um, um, and it allows your brain to work um, in terms of its imagination, whereas a lot of things now you're just watching and you're sort of in a bit of a trance. So anyway, I I really do regret, I I don't mean to sound like a preacher. Um, I don't have the, the secret to life. Although I have, as you heard in my last podcast, come to think, to realize that a lot of it is in your hands and that it is only up to you. Okay. So I was reading this book the other day and um, in the book, uh, and the, you know, my memory is terrible when it comes to, anyway, in the book, they were talking about the Titanic going down and coincidentally on the Titanic were two very uh, powerful bankers that were out of the, let's just say, six big banks at that time um, were on board traveling from from UK to the States, uh, were anti-Fed because the Fed hadn't started yet. And there were a couple of bankers that wanted to start the Fed. And, um, and, and looking and reading the story of the book about the owner of those ships, in fact, Titanic was one of three ships uh, all with simple, some similar names. I think the other one is Olympia and something else. Um, and uh, they were all built exactly the same to each other with very, very small, slight differences. Um, anyway, so to, to not go into so-called conspiracies, um, I just find it 
that if you look into anything and everything in the past, whether it's a big assassination of a world famous president to whatever, there's something always forget about this. Were they killed? Was it this? Who set it up? Who actually shot him? Was it the mafia? I forget about all of the stuff. But just ask yourself FDR, JFK, Titanic, uh, everything. What was going on in the world at that time? They even think of like COVID. Prior to COVID, what was going on? You had the yellow jackets in France that were rioting, rioting, protesting. You had the Black Lives Matter movement that was growing all over the States. The the Pink Hats feminist movement. Uh, they were all growing and getting on the streets. And I, I can imagine that this was not really welcomed by, let's just say, certain powers that be. And it was quite coincidental that all the lockdowns and that stopped all of that in its tracks. Now, I'm not saying that it was planned or whatever it is. I'm just saying that I wouldn't have believed a lot more a couple of years ago to just thinking about them now. Now, I'm not saying you must believe me. Like always, open your mind, just read, find out. And don't read like just Wikipedia. Um, go and get a book or two or buy a book or two, or rent a book or two, or borrow a book or two, whatever the case is, and just read what was going on like at the beginning of the Second World War. Why, why did that happen to start right at that moment? What was going on? What did the Spanish flu? What was going on at exactly that moment? Where, where in the world were all these things, and what were they, why were they happening? Those are the, just the things that I ask. And I was thinking to myself, wow, so the two guys out of the six bankers that were against the Fed and were holding up the Fed's formation, died coincidentally on the Titanic, the ship that could never be sank. Now, I'm not saying that there was some guy on board that blew a hole in it and that sank. Okay, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that it's pretty amazing that the two people out of the six that were on there, on that boat who were stopping the Fed from being formed and wanted a free system in the United States, just made me think. So. Today's research project is, if you want to follow along with me, I'll give you a couple of minutes or a, a minute or so. Go to your laptop, go to your computer, get your, your um, tablet out, whatever it is. Head to yahoo.com. Yeah, that's what I said, Yahoo. And go to the finance section. So finance.yahoo.com. So we're looking at sort of one of the reasons why Yahoo is still relevant today, because otherwise it's it's not, is that their finance section and their ability to keep up with the stock exchange, etc., is very, very, very good. Okay, so my object today is to look up companies that I think are big in the States, some in Europe, and even some in Finland, and find out sort of who they're biggest international shareholdings are, because you can do that on uh, Yahoo Finance. You go into the, once you've got finance.yahoo.com open, you can search for a company and then go into the drop-down menus where it says summary chart, conversations, statistics, historical data, profile, financials, analysis, options, holders, and sustainability. So we're going to have a look at the holders, which shareholders are sort of in the top three to five, let's just say the top three or five, whatever it is, of certain companies and see like who's who in the zoo. I'm 
I'm suspicious, but I'm not really expecting anything specific. I, I, I mean, I mean, we who know we all we all know who the billionaires are. I would expect to see, I don't know, they're, they're, to see them alive and well here. But I'm I'm not quite sure. So here we go. Have you got your stuff ready? Okay, let's start with the United States, and the very first company we're going to look up. Um, let me put in the search. Let's say Apple, one of the most famous brands in the world, Apple Incorporated, AAPL on the stock exchange. Okay, their shares are up at the moment, uh, 2%, and the US market's open in five minutes. Let's have a look at the holders. Holders. Okay, so, so 0.07% shares are held by insiders in the company. 59.7% are held by institutions and 59.79 are held floated by institutions. Okay, so let's have a look at the biggest shareholders. Biggest shareholders are, I'm making a note here, Apple. And number one is Vanguard with uh, 1.2 million shares of Apple shares um, with a value of, ooh, what's that? Uh, that's... Uh, 581 million, so 1.9 billion. Yep, 1.9 billion. So Vanguard. And the second biggest shareholder is BlackRock. Okay, I sort of heard of these two before, so not unexpected. And they have 1 million shares. Um, I, I take my word back, it's 1 billion shares and 1 billion. And each share at the moment is $152. <laughs> okay, so um, so there we go. So BlackRock and the third, Berkshire Hathaway. Berkshire. Okay, and the fourth, let's just go that far, State Street. Okay, so that's Apple. So let's move on to Google in your Google. Let's see who's Google's Google Alphabet Incorporated uh, shares are down slightly, 0.3%, nothing big, but they're expected to go up by 0.9 as the market opens. Blah, blah, blah. Holders, let's have a look. Shareholders, uh, top, top four. So this is, I'm making a line. So this is... Uh, who was this? Google. 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 And the first shareholder is Vanguard. Okay. Second shareholder is BlackRock. And uh, they each have uh, 400, so 400 million shares uh, for Vanguard, 372 for BlackRock, and that's uh, 42 billion currency it can't be that much anyway so maybe i've got the comma in the wrong place because i am no financial expert but um in terms of this let's just have a look so the third is price associates okay and the fourth is state street right so that's Google and Apple out the way. Who else in, the, in America? Let's go for Microsoft. Microsoft. 
Microsoft Corporation. That's who it is, MSFT. Shares also not really uh, up and down. Holders. Top institutional holders. Microsoft. And number one is Vanguard with 628,000 shares. Number two is BlackRock. Wow, with 522,000 shares. And three, State Street. Oh my God, this is becoming a little bit sort of repetitive now. And FMR. That was Microsoft. Okay, we've done Apple, Google, Microsoft. Okay, let's go out the box here, but it's sort of those companies are sort of collect connected. Let's go to Tesla. Elon, let's see what you got there, baby. Tesla Incorporated. Shares are up by 8%. What? Oh, pre-market. They're estimated to go up by 8%, but they're only at 0.6 at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's have a look. Holder, top institutional holders. This is Tesla. Number one, Vanguard. Number two, BlackRock. Number three, State Street. Wow. Number four, Capital. Yes, Capital World. We haven't heard from you guys. It's good to see you. Okay, so that's those. And now we're going to a new list. Tesla. What else? I mean, should we even look at Facebook? I mean, I'm not even sure I want to anymore. Facebook. Uh, Facebook. I didn't get that name right, did I? Meta platforms. All oh, right. Okay. They've changed the name. Of course, that's why. Meta. Let's see. No. No. I'm saying that because I can see. Number one, Vanguard. Number two, BlackRock. Number three, FMR. Okay, we have seen you before. And number four, State Street. Oh boy, okay, depressing. Do I want to look at Chase Manhattan? I mean, do I want to look at a bank? Okay, it says JP Morgan Chase, but let's let's have a look. I wasn't going for JP Morgan Chase, but Vanguard, BlackRock, State Street, Bank of America. Jeez. So let's go for Chase Manhattan. Chase Manhattan. Oh, no entry. So it must be under something else or, a, excuse me, spelt the name wrong. So we'll leave Chase Manhattan. Boeing, Boeing, let's see, let's see. Boeing. Oops, okay, stand by, stand by. I've been kicked off the, the finance website. Okay, sorry, I was searching in Boeing, the Boeing company. Okay. Hello, there's a new shareholder. Yes, finally. So Boeing's top 
investor is Boeing is Newport Newport very good and number two Vanguard damn it number three BlackRock <clears throat> and number four State Street damn it okay so that's that's not good who else are we looking at uh beyond meat let's see let's see let's see i was trying to i tried to fly here beyond meat incorporated i just wanted to like you know just something out of left field a little bit from the the mainstream son of a gun okay beyond beyond meat number one is bailey gifford Given. Number two, Vanguard. Number three, BlackRock. And let's see how many shares. So Bailey Gifford is 8 million shares. Vanguard, 5.5 million. BlackRock, 4.1 4. Uh, million. And just the two of them have a majority completely of the company stakeholding. Because uh, the, the other companies, even State Street has 1.4 million, which is a tiny little compared to the 9 million of Vanguard and BlackRock. So that's just Vanguard, BlackRock, and Spyglass. Ooh, is a new and a new name at least. Spy, well, is it a new name? I mean, so Beyond Meat. So that's America. Uh, one more, one more. I was curious about this one, Comcast, which owns all the media. Comcast Corporation. Let's have a look. Who owns you, Comcast? Who owns you? Who are your stakeholders? Should I even have asked that question? Should I even have asked that question? Now, number one, Vanguard. Number two, BlackRock. Number three, Capital International. And number four, State Street. Wow, that is a sobering list. Apple. Google, Microsoft, Tesla, Meta, Boeing, Beyond Meat, and Comcast. I was going to look at um, Ford and Unilever and a few more, but I don't even know if I want to. So far, it, it looks pretty cut and dried, and I'm thinking that Europe will be a little different. So now we move to, to Europe, and we're going to Airbus. Airbus Industries. I'm just making some columns, Airbus Industries, and here we go. So let's see Europe shine a light for us. Airbus. I don't see it on the Airbus. I don't see it. Maybe another different name. Airbus. Okay, I don't want to waste time. Uh, yeah. Airbnb, Airbus, Sweden. I don't know if it's a Swedish company, is it? Airbnb, let's have a squiz. Just I'm, now I'm curious. I didn't find Airbus. 
Airbnb, Vanguard, Capital Research, BlackRock, FMR. Great. I'm not even going to write them down because you expect that on the sort of American front. Airbus industry. Was it Airbus? It must be under a different name. Okay, I won't look that up right now. Let's look at Deutsche Bank. Deutsche Bank. Okay, Deutsche Bank. And Deutsche Bank, Germany. So, Deutsche Bank. And Capital Research. Capital Research is number one with 107 million shares. And then Deutsche Bank themselves own 82 million shares. And then Vanguard. Damn it. With 70 million shares. And Hudson. Hudson. So that's the first for Europe, but still Vanguard is there. Let's have a look at Fiat. Fiat owns motorbike brands like Ducati. It owns, um, oh, let's have a look here, Fiat. Motor. Mm -hmm. I don't see it. Bam. So I was hoping because it covered cars. Okay, let's look at VW. It owns Audi and Porsche and all that. So VW, Volkswagen AG. Okay, VW. Let's have a look. And the holders of VW, Porsche, Audi, VW, all the car brands, the European car brands. Okay, it's German. It's a German car company. Okay, first, top institutional shareholders. No, this doesn't look right. Only 1%, 0.01%. I can't be right. Let's see if I've chosen the right. Volkswagen AG. Volkswagen. I don't know which one. There's so many of them. There's like four or five different Volkswagen companies here. I don't know. Anyway, top mutual fund holders are Vanguard International and Vanguard Tax Management. Okay, but the institutional holders are Cacti Asset Management. And this is Vanguard AG VOWDE. This is not necessarily the um, one I'm looking for. There's quite a few VWs here. So they must have, okay, maybe it's not the best example, but at least that's looking positive unless there's something else to be found. Bayer, let's have a look at Bayer. Bayer, uh, Bayer AG. Sounds like huh? Bayer AG data is not available. Okay. Um, major Motor Bayer Motorworks. Oh, Bayer Bayerisch Motorenwerken Angus. You know that's BMW. Let's have a look at BMW then. 
It's very small shareholding. But um, okay, so BMW. BMW is um, at this point. We've got Oakmark number one. Good to see you, Oakmark. Welcome. Number two, Vanguard. Number three, also Vanguard International Growth. So different, different branch of their outfit. And Cullen. Okay. So we go to the next one on the list for Europe, and that is Credit Lyonnaise. Credit Suisse Group, I think that's part of this equity. Credit Suisse. Okay, Credit Suisse, which is the uh, Swiss bank. It's not the French one that I was looking for originally, but I'm just looking through. I won't write these ones down because there's so many of them, but it's split with Hotchkiss and Wiley Capital Management have 26 million shares. Then you've got Dimensional Fund on 5.4, Morgan Stanley on 5.3, Goldman Sachs on 3.8, uh, Bank of America on 2.3, etc. So, okay, sort of expected. I, I expected to see be seeing these Morgan Stanleys and Goldman Sachs's. Uh, I did expect to see them. So that's good. Finally, we see something that sort of I was expecting. And uh, and now, now we're looking at uh, Credit Lyon. Let's see if we can find Credit Credit Lyon. Uh, not listed. It keeps pushing me to Credit Suisse. Okay, so whatever reason that is, and we're going to now look at. Okay, um, I can see I'm on nearly 30 minutes, and the, this is probably quite boring to listen to because it's just me reading out what I find. But I wanted it to be live. Um, I'm going local now because I, I live in Finland, and I wanted to see these things. So let's have a look. Finnair. Start there. Finnair. The Helsinki. That sounds about right. Let's see. So, top internet institutional holders, Finnair, one, okay, Vanguard is number one. Number two is DFA, DFA International. Number three, DFA Continental, DFA Continental. And then number four is Vanguard Tax, Vanguard Okay, so we were cut off a few seconds ago. I must have uh, hit my mouse. So uh, we were at Valmet, uh, which is a tractor company in Finland. Or tractor, not just tractors, agricultural machinery, etc. Great brand, or I mean, long-lasting tractors, as far as I remember, could compete with the famous John Deere's and the likes. Um, I remember importing some to Africa um, for uh, conservation efforts. Um, so it's a good brand, long-lasting. 
that's another story. Um, and the top four, the main institutional shareholders, Legato Company or Capital Management with 131,000 shares um, and uh, mutual fund holders uh, are Vanguard International, Vanguard Tax and uh, DFA Continental, which we also saw on the Finnair side of things. So that's in Finland, but we want to just check a few more Finland because, I mean, I am curious now and I'm near the end. So let's have a quick look at, um, at uh, let's see, Fingrid, if that's a thing, because that's a big deal at the moment. No. Okay, there's nothing there on Fingrid. Fortum. Fortum. Okay, here we go. Fortum Helsinki, big energy electrical supplier. Okay. Shares are slightly down, which is interesting. Shouldn't be at this point in time. And where's my pen? We find Fortum. Fortum. Top share, uh, institutional shareholder is Vanguard. Second, Vanguard Tax. And together they have 8 million shares of Fortum. So the next number is uh, SSG SPDR. Um, Euro Dividend uh, S&P Fund, which is 2.6, and then iShares Core, which is 2.3. Um, so the two vanguards hold nearly 9 million shares. Um, having said that, Fortum is also partly owned by government. So we can see here it says Insider, in other words, it's owned 52% by insider, so that will be government and their shareholding, and the rest are owned by institutions and float held by institutions, and that's where Vanguard has a majority of the external shareholding. Interesting. Okay, that was uh, sort of expected, but sad. Neste, can't be the same. Come on, Neste, be different. Neste. Este Oi, this is a uh, fuel, so it's a petrol station group, etc., etc. Um, and their shares are up by 3%. And uh, Neste, Neste, and the first one is Euro Pacific Growth Fund. Euro Pacific. Second, Vanguard. Uh, 5.3. Euro Pacific has 8.8 .8 million shares and Vanguard has 5.3. But there again, Vanguard Tax is the next one. And together between Vanguard International and Tax, they own 8.3 million. So the second biggest institutional shareholder. Uh, Neste has uh, insider shares of 46%. So that means they're owned internally or by government, etc. Um, and um, the balance, which is uh, 60, whatever it is, close to 60%, 47 is float held uh, and by institutions. And that's where I've got Euro-Pacific, Vanguard, Vanguard Tax, and American Global. Global. So that's, that's where, when you're asking why our electricity bill is going up so much, you can think of, there's some money to be made. People got to pay. 
Okay, what else? Can I fit in just a few more? I'll just do one more, one more. And that's another Finnish company that I sort of have followed. And that's Kone, which is the elevator company, cranes, etc. cetera. Um, and a famous company. I mean, I was going to look for Nokia, etc. And I, But uh, okay. Uh, I'm saying oh, okay like that because I've seen the result of the search already. Kone. And the first is Vanguard. Second, Income Fund of America. Capital Income. And Vanguard Tax. Okay, so that's uh, a look today in a live research. I, I'm a little bit, as you can tell from my tone, I suppose, a little bit, I mean, there's a part of it I expected, but I didn't expect. Anyway, so there you have it. Um, Apple, Google, Microsoft, Tesla, Meta, Boeing, Beyond Meat, Comcast, with um, Vanguard literally in the top two of all of those companies, BlackRock in the top three or four of each of those companies, and State Street, which is another one, in the top four of all of those companies, barring Beyond Meat. I didn't see State Street there, but the rest I saw. And internationally, I couldn't find Airbus. Deutsche Bank had Vanguard in the third position. Uh, VW, there were so many of them, I didn't know which one to choose, and I didn't want to waste time. BMW had um, an international company, Oakmark, but also had Vanguard in first and second with their tax. Then Finnair, Vanguard and DFA, International DFA Continental and Vanguard Tax. Valmet Legato with uh, Vanguard and Vanguard Tax as uh, other investors there. Fortum, Vanguard and Vanguard Tax. Neste, Euro-Pacific with Vanguard, Vanguard Tax, American Global. And Kone, Vanguard, um, Oops, I can't read my writing there. American Income Fund and Capital Income and Vanguard Tax. So it shows you literally between Vanguard and BlackRock. I'm going to, sorry, I'm going to do one last search here. Black, I want to look up BlackRock and see who has their share, who has shares in their company. So BlackRock, ooh, $586 per share. Holders. Jeez. Okay. BlackRock. Biggest shareholder. Vanguard. BlackRock itself. State Street. And Temasek Holdings, whoever that is. Temasek. So BlackRock. Vanguard has 13 million shares. BlackRock has 9.5 million shares of their own company. And the rest, if I read the rest, Bank of America, Capital International, JP Morgan Chase, Morgan Stanley, they all have their fingers in 
BlackRock, as you can see, and BlackRock has their fingers everywhere. Um, and if I look at their mutual fund, oh, I don't want to look at those. Okay, so the last question we have to ask is Vanguard. Ah. No, that's not, I need to look again because there's Vanguard, Guard. Total stock market index, high dividend yield, real estate, Vanguard renewals. There's so many. The question is which one? Mm. Yeah. Okay, well, the Vanguard 500 index mutual fund is not the same thing as their shareholding, but Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Facebook, Alphabet, Alphabet, Berkshire Hathaway, Tesla, NVIDIA, JP Morgan, they own all the funds, shares of that. Uh, you could have predicted those. That's what I expected to find, to be fair, when I was looking earlier. But um, I don't know if I'm supposed to find this. I feel actually sort of a little bit weird now, to be honest. Um, Vanguard. So alphabet is alphabet. Alphabet. My computer's frozen. I'm typing in alphabet. It's literally frozen. Alphabet now pushes me to meta. Vanguard um, group. Vanguard group. Vanguard group. Mutual funds. Vanguard Group, uh, Vanguard Group, Vanguard Group, it just says private. Okay, well, maybe there's somewhere else to find that information, but I wouldn't go too far away from saying that who owns shares in Vanguard would be Vanguard itself, BlackRock, and a smattering of all of those we previously mentioned who, who have shares in the others. What does this tell you? I really don't know. All I can say is that when political parties in in Europe and America all say that, if, I mean, just just who gets the who gives them funding and what do they? Why do these companies need to own shares in electrical grids in Europe and stuff? I don't know. Now you can see there's money to be made. And um, and that's why towing the line would be easier, I suppose. I, I'm, I'm a little bit, let's say a little bit depressed, but I was expecting to find the Morgan Stanleys and the, and this, excuse me, the, the regulars, the Wall Street regulars, um, but wow, okay. So literally there's like four of them that own the world and literally Vanguard seems to, literally, 
have a share in virtually every big company on the planet from the list that I've, I've done here, which is only what, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 companies and 19, including Vanguard, uh, BlackRock. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. Um, whether it's useful or not, probably not very useful. Would it be a bit shocking? Probably not if you're a big investor. Um, but for a regular Joe like me, that was a, well, anyway, I did not expect to be, I, I did expect, I did expect that there would be some companies that like BlackRock that had a finger in a lot of pie, but uh, not on that scale. I, yeah. So, you know, when you've got hundreds and hundreds of billions and you want to put them in, I suppose I, I I can see the business benefit of it. Oh, but it makes me feel sad at the same time. I feel gutted. Uh, I'll leave it there because, um, yeah, we'll stop recording there. It's, it's quite long for just this uh, this idea. I have ideas for my next, my next uh, podcast already, and we'll be working on those. Um, and I'm looking even to start another podcast where I – don't talk about anything depressing at all. <laughs> because in all these few weeks and the last two years, dig digging into stuff and reading, um, and I read Rutger Bregman's Beyond Humanity, fantastic book, fantastic book. But how that book, from reading it to the beginning of the lockdowns to now, how that has changed so much in terms of in terms of the world. Anyway, I recommend it highly. Thank you for listening um, and we'll speak to you soon. Have a good one.